welcome back to another episode of the Aquatic Mentors podcast. My name's Katrina Van Eyck and I'm your host. Today we're going to be running through our last Inside Asta exclusive interviews. Today's guest is an executive officer of Swim Australia and Asta and he has been in aquatics for 40 years as a swim teacher, a coach, swim school owner and many other roles. He oversees Swim Safe Week and other Swim Australia programs conducted around Australia and internationally. He is a gold level coach who has been on Australian swim teams as both a coach and a manager. He spent 16 years in the USA teaching, coaching and running a pool management company while building a vast array of skills, knowledge and contact. And he has a keen interest in open water swimming. And this special person is none other than Gary Toner. And Gary is married to Susie, who is a silver coach, and they have two beautiful children, both working in the aquatics industry while attending university. Gary shares wisdom that he's developed from his years of experience in the swimming industry, both here and in the USA. And I really enjoyed chatting with Gary and finding out what makes him tick and what lessons he can pass on to us as swim teachers and coaches and swim school owners. So enjoy my interview with Gary Toner. So Gary, how did you start your journey in swimming? I started my journey by learning to swim when I was 10, and then I became a competitive swimmer and surf swimmer from about age 12 to about 20, and swam in a couple of different programs, learned from a couple of different coaches, and in 1980, when I finished high school, I got my OSWIM certificate. So that makes 40 years for me since I've started teaching swimming. Uh, I went through on one of the first courses, and that's really how I started. And aquatics and swimming has been part of my life the entire time, so since I was 10 years of age. That's amazing. And being one of the first to do those OSWIM courses, that's a lot of history there and have you seen it change over the years the courses courses have changed incredibly on well, one computers came in 20 years later yep. so with so much being online now so that's the probably the biggest change and just the knowledge people have learned about learning to swim has changed dramatically the way of holding children the, the different methodologies that people apply when they teach and just the information that is out there now on different methods and different techniques and equipment that you can use has, has really improved greatly. Did they have the extension courses like they do now or was it just a basic learn to swim and then maybe a coach? Back in 1980, all there was was a teacher of swimming and water safety and that was really all there was for, I want to say, at least 10 or 15 years. And then it wasn't until the late 90s, maybe, that they started, or it might have been even 2000 before extension courses really started to form. Even in coaching, there was really not a coaching qualification until mid-80s. Wow. It's interesting how it develops. I mean, it's always got to start somewhere. And I suppose as we see more need for training and more development that's when they bring in other courses well extension courses is the thing of the moment where there's extensions on extensions now (laughs) you can do your learners with disability 
and now you can add on to that with an extension to an autism part or a sensory part. So there's all so many different extensions coming out in both professional development and course recognition. Yeah, it's amazing. It's good. It becomes information overload for some though, I think, but it is good that there's that opportunity out there for people to learn and become better. Yeah, well, I think that's one of the key things in anybody's life is you never stop learning. Yes. Yeah. I was saying that to Sally. I said, oh, we could be 99 and we're always learning. She said, I hope we're not by then. <laughs> yeah, and I think that there's a lesson there is I don't know everything. So there's opportunity to continue to learn every single day. Yeah, that's great. And that's exactly what it is. The opportunity that's out there. So with all the development and all the swimming that you've done, what's the biggest lesson you've learned in your journey? Well, I wouldn't say that there would be one biggest, but I'd say there's a couple of things. One is what I just mentioned. I don't know everything. So I'm continually learning. Even when I go and visit swim schools and swim teachers and swim school owners, I'm learning about how they've built their pool, the different innovations they've come up with for their particular environment. I've learned that my family is more important to me as I've gone through my swimming journey. In the early days, it was all about success and recognition and making as much money as possible. And as things change in your life, my family has become more important to me and spending time with them. And I think my family will probably say the biggest change they've seen in me is, and my, my biggest lesson is patience. Yeah. You know, everything comes when it's ready, whether you're teaching a child to swim or you're riding a bike, it comes when it's ready and you've learned the skills. And so I've had to come up with patience. I don't expect it now to have the answer and the result today, but I know it will come eventually. So how did you learn patience? I need to learn that. <laughs> oh, you, you've got kids, you know. They, I think kids are a great teacher of patience. Yeah, you know? they are. They make you take your time in explaining things. They make you do everything the long way and that's why being a swimming teacher or a swimming coach is a great way of learning patience yeah i find that i find in the water with the kids when i'm teaching i've got great patience i'm always looking for different ways of teaching things you're happy to go around the long way but when it comes to my personal and my business and everything i've got no patience as you probably know with all the annoying emails i send i've got yeah. no patience <laughs> in my role I get probably 300 emails a day, I get multiple calls, texts, Facebook instant messages every day. I have to be very patient. There are times I could easily just say, I'm not doing it, I'm not responding or give the short answer. But I find that if I'm patient, take time to respond, it works out good for everybody. It's a win-win. Yeah, and we do notice that when you do take the time to respond, we are very thankful for that because... I didn't understand. I mean, I understand that you do a lot of work and you're very busy in your role, but as you're explaining earlier, you're still working in this COVID environment and lockdown where we're sitting back and sort of rethinking everything. You're working seven days a week. And that's something I hadn't realised that yeah, you guys are taking that time and putting so much effort into it. Yeah, well, we're the support for the industry and certainly for coaches, teachers and swim schools. And they don't stop just because it's Saturday. And a lot of our key meetings happen on the weekends because that's where we get a chance to think tank 
get our brains working in a different environment and then prepare for the week. So, yeah, this has been a busy time for us. It's definitely showing to us how much work you've put in and how you've developed it and you're reinventing and becoming bigger and better and taking us along with you for the ride. So in your journey so far, what's been your biggest highlight and what's stood out the most or is there a couple of things? There's a couple of things for sure. Uh, One is I met my wife through swimming. Um, And she was a swimming coach and she was a a university athlete, a swimmer in in the United States. And she got a scholarship from her university to study the psychology of swimming around the world. And she sent a, a paper off to the Australian Coaches Association looking for places where she could visit and see a program. And all I could see was, oh, there's free labor for the summer. So uh, that's basically how I've met my wife now. We've been together 30 years and she came to Australia, supposed to be visit us at, at Gosford on the Central Coast of New South Wales for three weeks and ended up spending six months. And she went off, finished her paper and the rest is history. <laughs> Do you still see her as free labor? <laughs> uh, no. No, I appreciate her greatly. And as I said, in that journey, one of the things I've learned to appreciate is family. We've had two beautiful kids that came out of that who are involved in aquatics. My 20-year-old boy is a lifeguard and a swimming instructor. And uh, my daughter, Georgia, 21 and studying education at university, is also a swimming teacher. So, um, and so water has been our life. And so my wife still coaches and still teaches today up here on the Sunshine Coast. So that's certainly the highlight, but I definitely have had some athletes that have been highlights for me too, that I've had the chance to coach. And it's always good coaching and easy to coach the talented ones. It's coaching the ones who don't have the same amount of talent that have the heart. And uh, we had a few of those along our way. We had one boy, if he ever hears this, Uh, He'll know who I'm talking about. Came to us as a 15-year-old, obesely overweight. He was probably 120 kilos. He had to swim for his health. He couldn't do any other sport. Three years later, as an 18-year-old, he swam for Australia. Oh, wow. So that type of highlight is something how swimming can change not only your health, it can change your life. Yeah. And it changed him forever and it made him the man he is today. And he was a firefighter. And he's become so strong and he still maintains that physical ability he grew into over those three years. So yeah. that's a big highlight for us in our, in our coaching and teaching careers. Wow, that's fantastic. Good work. I need to come up with up to you then. If you can do that to him, you can transform me. <laughs> Yeah. Imagine getting a 15-year-old who's overweight, can't swim very well. And, you know, my wife started just getting him walking up and down the pool, losing some weight, teaching him breathing. That journey in three years, he just sucked it all up and took it all in and made himself a new man. At that age, especially fellas, they're so impressionable. And to give him that confidence that he would have gained from swimming would have just changed his life. It did, it did. And now he's got his own family too. And, and as I said, he's a firefighter and he fought in the fires that we just had recently. I mean, he's a real Australian hero to me. Yeah. Oh, 
well done. You should be proud of that. I'm very proud of it. So that's absolutely amazing. And I think it shows how you and your wife had played such a big role in his life. Was there anyone that played a big role in your life and in your swimming journey, like a mentor or a family member, or was there a few? There's a few, a few. And I'm going to go back to my wife again, because I think she's the one who brought in the patience for me and brought in the appreciate the small things, the family concepts. And for those who do know my wife, they'll know that she's always been the energetic, it's overflowing type and we can do this and everything's going to be great and colourful. And and so she's always been a a big influence in the direction I went because I'm sure if I hadn't met her, my direction might have been a little bit different because, you know, I was, again, I wanted to instant success but she told me to be patient for it and it comes along eventually. I've had a a really good friendship with a swim coach who I met in about 1995, 96. He was working in Sydney. He wanted to learn as much as he could about coaching and we just built up a really good friendship. When we moved to the States, he came and moved over with us. He's still over there. Introduced him to his wife, who's an American, (laughs) and we remain best of friends still. And that gentleman's name's Peter Clark, and he was a Barker coach. Ah, yes. So so he's been a good influence on me, and we've always had great vacations together and great coaching times together. Yeah. That's great. So there's a few people, and it's amazing how much of an impact they've had on you. They are life-changing. Very much so. So in your role and with your experience in swim teaching and coaching and your life in aquatics... What advice would you give a new swim teacher, a new coach coming out in this time and today? Patience, for sure. (laughs) It's a recurring theme. (laughs) Yeah. You can learn something from everybody that you meet. Everybody you go and watch, you listen to, you observe. Try and take away one thing from them. And it might be just the way they dress and, wow, that has a big impact. Or some words they use that can have the same impact on you or you can use those words to have an impact on somebody else. I believe you can learn something from everybody every time you meet somebody and you never stop learning. And I think always be positive and have an enthusiastic attitude. And, you know, as a swim teacher and a coach, if you don't have enthusiasm and if you're not positive, that will be relayed to the students you teach. And I think that then affects the way they learn. So I think, You've got to come in with that smile on your face every single day. You've got to be ready and prepared and say, here's another great day of teaching or coaching and step into it with that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I've found in my experience. Even if you are having a bad day at home, you come in and you put that face on and the kids notice it. Sally mentioned it in her podcast as well. If you come in all upset and down, the kids are going to then feel that and that's what they're going to show as well. So if you can put that face on and get in there and enjoy it, then it's going to filter back to them and they're going to come in and enjoy it as well. You know, my family always say that they see my face when I'm out teaching and coaching. And sometimes it's been a tough day out there or even in my role now, it's been a tough day out there and the industry and my athletes and students get the best of me. Sometimes my family don't get the best of me when I come home. 
you know, we're tired and, and, and we're hangry, you know, needing to eat. But they understand that that's what we do and who we are. And that's part of being patient with me. Yeah, that's right. And offering that comfort zone as well to be able to know that you can come home and you can be grumpy. So that's the time where you can just be you. We love cats. We've always had cats. We have a brand new, or he's 12 weeks old now, um, Ragdoll. Oh, gorgeous. Oh, Ragdolls are the best. And we call it, it's our therapy cat. My, my wife's been a little bit ill the last uh, couple of years, so it's our therapy cat for her. And it's good for the whole family. We call him Romeo because yeah. um, he's very loving. Yeah. Um, he also uh, is my patience cat too because when I get home, he first comes onto my lap, he helps calm me down and reinvent myself to the family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just have to walk in. Now I've got to sit with the cat for a little bit and just pat it and then you're right again. So for you, looking into the future, and whether that be while well, COVID's still here and hopefully when it's gone in five or ten years, what does swimming look like? It's going to change. You know, handshakes have gone forever. All right? I like to hug people. I can see that's going to be gone, and that's a way I connect with people. So high fives probably will be gone, and that's a way to celebrate achievements in the swimming industry. You know, giving high fives and team hugs. So I can see things like that are going to change for sure from a COVID perspective. So as I said, I like to connect with people. I like to visit. I like to go and see. I, I can see some of that being reduced in the future. There'll be more Zoom, more of these online virtual meetings. will cre- create a different teaching experience. Some, I'm sure some swim lessons will be on, in a virtual program, parts of those programs whether it's learning the CPR component or learning other parts of a learner swim program or practicing some skills, it'll be done more online with this type of programming. And I personally think swimming will get more people back into it. We'll go follow that more of an explore play format. And there might be more music in it, more colours in it, more ways to learn than just a structured class of repetitive skills. And we've had a couple of speakers on our webinar series talk about that. One, swimmingdad.com, Vladimir, talked about it this week of how he does skills, but in a more exploratory play format. We have uh, Shannon coming up, Shannon Townsend, talking about mischief in music (laughs) in her webinar coming up in a teaching format too. So I think that's going to be a change. People may go away from a more strict, rigid format of lessons and look for ways their kids can interact in other ways. And I really like that idea of exploratory. I've done that a bit with my infant lessons, taking five minutes at the end where the kids just play on the step and play with the toys. And it's such a big difference. You can see in the kids how they learn just by themselves, just by playing, just by interacting with each other. It just makes a huge difference. It does. You know, when I go around and visit swim schools, and you know, I see the difference between swim schools will have a lot of play but they're still teaching the skills and the kids faces are so much happier when there's a lot more play activities um, to teach the skills than just a repetitive on a kickboard type program. Yeah. And I did the ASTA diploma in swim coaching 
And in there it had a section where the actual kids had design. It was more for the sort of squad lessons, but they had to design their own lesson. And that's something I noticed was they enjoyed the play. They actually went back to the safety side of things and their lesson, I thought it was going to be five minutes and then it was done, but they actually went on and we had to cut it short. It went for half an hour or more. And it was amazing to see what they had learned and what they wanted to learn about. Yeah, and having a game in any lesson format towards the end leaves them on kids on such a positive note that they want to come back. We want them to come back. We want them to, to be telling their parents, I had so much fun at that lesson today, I want to do it again. Yeah. And, and that's the messaging we've got to get out to our instructors and, and make it such more fun for our kids coming to lessons. Yeah, that's right. And that gives a good leeway into my next question of how can an individual or the industry promote and develop the swimming so we can succeed without so much funding, but also develop more participation in the sport? I would be thinking that we've got to pay it forward a little bit, give whatever we can of ourselves to the industry, to people, without any expectation of getting something back. The more we give, somewhere along the line, it will come back in a different way or a different return to us. But I think the more we can pay forward, and that lesson of teaching people to pay it forward, if it's just like buying somebody a coffee in front of you, uh, when you go to buy a coffee and they go up and order their coffee, and find it's already paid for the smile on their face, the, the feeling of, wow, someone just did that for me. It's, it, that's what we've got to try and develop in our, and promote in our industry of paying it forward and giving that little bit more of ourselves with no expectation of a return. Wow, that's an answer I haven't heard so far and I really, really like that. That's a really good concept. I've been the fortunate one of, of receiving those coffees and when people have done that or actually I went to McDonald's about six months ago and someone gave the girl in front of the, the cashier $20 and said, whatever the, the next two orders are that takes up that $20, tell them it's all paid for and have, have a good Christmas. Wow, how generous. So I, I think we can do that in our industry. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. There is a lot that we can do. And there's a lot people are currently already doing, but I think it's about getting it out there and showing potential on what we can do and putting it out to the consumers without us any monetary value in return. And like you said, it will come back to us threefold. Yes. And just doing these podcasts, you're giving something to the industry, an opportunity for them to, to learn, to listen. This is part of that paying it forward. You're providing a great service of education and instruction to people. Thank you. Wow, I never thought of it like that. Oh, I'm doing my bit already. <laughs> what? <laughs> what more can I do then? <laughs> oh, no, that's great. Well, thank you. That was really quick. So is there anything else that you wanted to add at all to that? Uh, as I said, I'm not the talker. Uh, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, I'm the guy behind the scenes that does the doing. Yep. Yeah, I, I leave the talking for others and I'll just continue to do what I do and try and do the best I can do. Yeah. Oh, well, you're doing an absolute great job. And like I said at the start, we can see that coming through. The swim teachers and coaches are definitely taking advantage of it and noticing what you're doing. So thank you for putting in all the effort that you've done. 
and helping our industry build and grow and reinvent it. It's definitely something that yourself and Asta and Sally and Brendan have done, which has blown us out of the water. And I think it's great to see what we can do and what we can achieve. Yeah, well, thank you. And this industry has been my life. So I'm happy to give and do whatever I can for it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. We're lucky we've got people like you in the big roles guiding us along. Yeah, and there's lots of people like me. Yep, they're all in there. We've just got to find them and celebrate them and get them to talk. Yes, you do. <laughs> and thank you for giving me the opportunity. I much appreciate that. As I said, you know, I'll just do my doing part. <laughs>